0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Before there was IMDB.com, there was Zach and Dustin. You know those guys who think they know everything about a movie without having to go on the internet to look it up? That's us, but... Which actor, contemporary actor, has played Santa more times than any other Santa?
0: That's a really great question. Off the top of my head, I would probably say, oh, at this point, Kurt Russell.
1: <laughs> Kurt Russell, yes. Um, twice. Kurt Russell played Santa twice that we know of,
0: in the Santa Chronicles but I have a feeling um, it's someone that is a little more relevant to our show, right?
1: <laughs> the actor of whom I speak is Ed Asner, uh, who by as accurate account I could come up with, has played Santa at least 15 or 16 times over the course of his career. And obviously uh, the most well-known for our audience is probably Elf, Will Farrell's Elf. That's insane. It's um, insane. So good. Good. The good news is, we got Ed Asner. We got him. The legend. The legend. The legendary Ed Asner, who uh, got started on Mary Tyler Moore, um, as far as being well known to the world. But I feel like the audience would probably enjoy hearing about how we came about uh, getting Ed, because he was not. The original target, quote unquote, so to speak. No. Was he?
0: No, he wasn't. <laughs> in fact, uh, originally, I had reached out to um, Gabe Jarrett's manager.
1: Anybody and... who knows who knows our show, like, knows the love of real genius. Yes. Is, like, so intense. And obviously, it's, like, it's in your top three. It's certainly in my top ten. Um, and sorry to interrupt. I just. No. You know, obviously, Gabe Jarrett has been on, like, our minds since we started this podcast, we're like, you know, who who would be a great guest? Gabe Jarrett, who plays Mitch in Real Genius,
0: the star. I mean, next to Val Kilmer, he's he's
1: he's the he's the main character of the, the movie. He's the man, right? Yeah,
0: so yeah. Please continue. Yeah. You
1: going after Gabe? Well, no, I was, yeah, I was <laughs> going
0: after Gabe. In fact, I've been going after Gabe for quite some time. And in fact, uh, when we first started this podcast, and we were thrown around the idea of getting guests on the show, he was at the top of my personal list uh, because I, I, I think he just seems like a fascinating person. So I reached out to his manager. Uh, turns out that's not his manager anymore. And his manager said, well, I don't represent Gabe anymore, but I do have Ed Asner. Would you guys like Ed Asner? And that's kind of like asking someone if they want to go on a free train ride Uh, (laughs) Pre-COVID, in the mall, you know, Um, when you get to get in that little teeny tiny train and you get to drive around the mall and you and you wave at people and they wave back and it's a moment where you almost think that people can be kind of naturally kind because they wave back at you. There's like this forced thing, like I'm waving at you, you gotta wave back. Anyways, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like one of those things. When I go on a free train ride, sure, and. I mean, our interview with Ed was very unexpected, but very entertaining and uh, worth every moment. Toot, toot.
1: Yeah. I think there's something really amazing about just being on a, on a call with, you know, a legend. You were just staring eye to eye. We were on a Zoom call with just Ed Asner, just kind of staring at us and us staring back. And like, <laughs> it's like, hey, uh, what are we doing? What are we doing today? Like, all right. And then we were just in it and it was, uh, and it was amazing. It was amazing because, you
0: know, and, and for those of you that don't know, um, he prefers to do zoom calls, I think. So he can kind of see what's going on. Uh, Um, and we don't, we don't
1: normally do that. I should say, we don't normally zoom with our guests
0: because of COVID we've had to do our interviews remotely. Um, and so we try to do our best to have the best audio quality possible. And we all know that Zoom and, and these new systems that we're using are not always the best, ideally. Uh, but you know, if Ed Asner says that's what he's gonna do, then we say, of course, no problem. <laughs> and yeah, he, we, yep. we kind of covered everything. Uh, we covered the beginnings of his career, uh, before his career, we even talked a little bit about Cobra Kai, the new Netflix series, yep. which is really that, funny, that actually. Over...
1: Great. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, no spoilers. No spoilers. So I think Ed Asner is uh, the perfect guest to kind of launch our, our first holiday episode, our first episode of December. Um, a man who spreads cheer and joy and... Uh, has been acting a very long, long time. It's really awesome to have him on the show.
0: And he's known for being kind of a curmudgeon and crusty dude, but honestly, uh, it's pretty apparent from from this interview that he's a very warm-hearted, sweet person. He just has a he just has a really good sense of humor, uh, sarcastic sense of humor. and that'll come across in a very big way over the next course of this hour.
1: Yeah, so, Thanks as always for listening to, uh, to the show, and uh, yeah, we wish you a happy start to the pandemic holiday season. Do you, do you wanna do you wanna give a little bit of a tease to um, what's coming up in two weeks?
0: Oh yeah, in two weeks, if you can hold on for two more weeks, <clears throat> we've got a very special guest. Uh, very near and dear to my heart and we'll, you'll find out why when we have her on the show her and her husband um, we've got a very special guest a, a, a musician from the 80s specifically um, she comes from a, a lineage of um, very famous
1: music, music royalty music royalty yeah.
0: she, she comes from music royalty yes thank you she comes from music royalty uh, her husband is uber talented as well, and um, she's a singer. She's a baker. She's an entertainer. She's a TV personality, uh, and she's an all-around hilariously awesome person. And her husband is—I'm kind of had a man crush on him since uh, I first met him. So I'm not going to tell you who it is. Like I said, you got to hold on for two more weeks oh, and we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> It might ask we well we'll make sure uh, this episode airs before uh, hey Santa uh, <laughs> you know makes his appearance.
1: <laughs> wow, that was good. Anyone that can read between the lines, well, it's like a puzzle. It's like a puzzle. You got to decode. You got to decode it. But I think it's perfect. Um, but for now, please enjoy our interview with the great Ed Asner, legend. we toss the word legend around occasionally on this show, but I can say quite easily that you, you are a legend in, in, in so many different ways. And uh, we are truly uh, honored to have you.
2: Thank you. you, what you mean by my being a legend.
1: Well, um, for starters, I don't know that anyone has played Santa Claus uh more than you have. Probably not. Probably not. By by my count, I counted at least 15 roles uh over your over your entire career where you've either played Santa, you know, voiced Santa, or played a character that dressed up as Santa.
2: So Jewish boy made good, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Talk about method acting. So just from the perspective of of the Santa Claus, um the many Santa Clausings, did you ever feel like that was something that you were specifically seeking out in your in your career? Or were people just coming to you and saying, we want you?
2: Well, I naturally, I brought to it the art of being overweight. <laughs> great art to have. You know?
0: Fit the suit. Yeah.
2: Well, having additional water cloth, you didn't need to provide stuffing pillows. Down my (laughs) fly to give me a belly. I have my own belly and uh, the face, very heavy.
1: So, okay, so really it's just, you know, I've got the belly. Um, I have the voice. voice. I've got the voice. I've got the belly. Um, But was there ever, were there ever, were were there any of these specific Santa Rolls where you were kind of wanting to do something a little bit different? in how you portrayed Santa, or was it always like, you know, just just do what you do?
2: No, uh, Elf was my definitive way of, uh, and that was thanks to John Favreau's writing. Yeah. Uh, he wrote a uh, a ballsy Santa Claus. Yeah. I've been waiting for years. Oh, I love it, yeah. allowed me to live it. I put them on the naughty list, and they never freaking. <laughs> <laughs> me. Buddy, we need power. We're gonna crash.
1: Yep. and so and so elf is probably uh your most well-known Santa yeah um to the to our audience yeah. um and uh and elf is like elf came out I believe in 2003 and quickly became just like Tradition. the, the yeah. movie for people yep. um because not only obviously does it have the Christmas spirit but it's like it's a brilliant comedy yeah
2: and, it, and it's got all that heartwarming people singing in in uh, in tune together
0: <laughs> that that that's a win for me that's a winning combination for me not being off off key that's yeah. for sure
1: <laughs> obviously we're we are in an unprecedented uh political time and you having having written um several several books um, essentially, about how crazy uh, the Republican Party has now become. And obviously, we're in the most pivotal election, certainly of of our time, yeah, um, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, right? It's there's there's there's
2: no,
1: yeah, there's really no question about it. And uh, Zach and I have spent kind of every day for the last four years just being like, this night where it just keeps getting worse when are we going to wake up from it why, why is nobody doing anything why does the rule of law not seem to matter yeah. um and you were kind of the you know had your finger to the pulse of of this situation long before everybody else Way so back I, there, i'd love yeah. to know uh your thoughts and this will probably air i should say after the election um and hopefully dear god i hope it it <laughs> <laughs> hope it goes in our favor, but I'd love to, to hear your thoughts.
2: Well, I guess, having I mean, just had an argument with my daughter and a fellow, I uh, find out I'm a, a mean son of a bitch. So I guess you can write it down. That, that's, that's what we do for opening. Be a mean son of a bitch and then proceed from there. And uh, any proper assessment of our situation in this so-called life would make you a mean son of a bitch, even if you hadn't been. So uh you guys will start being mean yourself. You've reached maturity and it's, uh, it'd be good for you. Uh just you know, just snarl whenever you can. Anyway, I, I, we know that the world is poison. I, I tend to more and more think of Earth as being a uh, an ant colony or a beehive, and uh, that's all we are. Yeah, we revolve around the sun, and it feeds us, and we grow. We grow stuff, and we salt water and the unsolved water, and uh, Adam and Eve uh, encountered a veritable garden called the Garden of Eden. And we keep striving to get back to that and its ease, but we keep t- stumbling over our feet. Uh, I, I read on my phone, well, wasn't there supposed to be an asteroid hit the Earth on Tuesday?
0: Yes. Yeah, a couple times. Yes.
2: Well, what happened?
1: Well, it did, and no, I'm kidding. Yeah, maybe this is
2: how big one. A big, hell. A big
0: It was orange, and it was... Oh, uh... no, right? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, no, I no, I don't think it did, actually. But, you know, we we get that threat every now and then to...
2: But the,
0: yeah, and probably it, or burnt up in the atmosphere.
2: Anyway, uh, it's gonna happen one of these days and uh, yep. uh, we will have been a an ignoble experiment that went further awry.
1: Yeah. I think that's well said.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you could you could really hear. Say that you know that if you didn't believe in God, you could now believe in God because this is a good way to tell you to shape up or ship out.
0: Yeah. Yep. You uh, you did a movie a few years back called Pacific Edge with uh, Barbara Bain.
2: I can to tell you, I, I I was never fond of Barbara Bain, and I <laughs> and I can't tell why. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, you know, offensively cool. But, uh, when I got to work with her, I realized what a great joke she is.
0: Okay. She's
2: a good gal. And I like her. Oh, that's good. <laughs>
1: that's good. I'm glad to hear that. I, I hope nobody ever says that about me or something. I don't like him, but I don't know why, but I don't like him. And you like, <laughs>
2: well, that, uh, I can say that after this episode. <laughs> there you
1: go. There you go. He, does, he doesn't like me. But you would know why. You would know why. Um, the role that put you on the map was as Lou Grant in the Mary Tyler Moore Show. And, but for our specific audience, you're you're probably most well known recently uh, as your role of Sid on Cobra Kai as uh, as Johnny's stepdad.
2: Well, a way to be remembered.
1: No, but I. But it's obviously Cobra Kai has become a a phenomenon, and oh, yeah. oh. it is. It's, it's really like a beloved show and it, and it really taps into people's feelings of nostalgia. And, um, and having you in, involved in that, in that show is, is such a, uh, it really elevates, it really elevates the whole thing. Um, clearly your face is not agreeing with me, but, but yeah, it doesn't. It, so you were not, you were not a Karate Kid fan. It didn't, it didn't
2: I, resonate. No, I was not. I, I, you know, when I met your mom, she really knocked my socks off. Beautiful, blonde, tan, tight. Little did I know I'd be taking care of her schmuck kid forever. Yes, said, uh, you were the stepfather of the century. Wow, high praise, coming from a world-class daddy like you. How old is Robbie now? 15, 16? When's the last time you saw him? Just get the hell out of here, man. I'll get the hell out of here when I'm goddamn good and ready. Sid. What? Blood pressure. Oh, Keep watching your bullshit judge show. I will say,
0: though, that it's, what came out of that show, it's introduced people, a younger audience saying, well, who's this guy? And what's he done
2: yeah. And a new audience? Oh, well, for my own benefit, I'm always amazed when people cite psych to me and and uh, yeah, in my mind, my participation was minimal.
0: It was. It was. It. I mean, but for a younger audience to go, hey, oh, I should. Ch- I should go check this out, or I should go check that out, That's which is a beautiful thing.
2: Yeah, a younger audience deserves a much more in-depth characterization than what I'm giving them.
0: Yeah. Now, did you're working on qu- quite a bit of content like you know, to this day, voice acting. And, you know, we looked you up on IMDb and looking at your list of credits, it's 388 or something like that. Um, More than that. (laughs) How did you get involved with voice acting?
2: Well, it was a natural progression. uh, uh, Being established, uh, looking for things to do. And I hadn't exhausted that area at all at the time. I don't know when it was exactly. I started off actually with uh, Captain Planet. Yeah. Yeah. Captain Planet was a sop, I think, created to satisfy the more liberal members of the audience. Who should I be cast as? Hoggish, greedy. And I <laughs> exemplified him Happy Every 16th birthday, Junior. Oh, wow. Whoa. That's all you're going to say? This custom-built gas guzzler's got options. It's a convertible. It converts into a hot tub, a dance floor with a jukebox, Whoa,
1: Dad! This is major cool. Not like that crummy bike you gave me last year. Captain Planet was really a, a groundbreaking show because it it really did um, bring to light, obviously, all these issues that we're still dealing with today, as far as climate change and saving the planet. And
2: well, how many how many times do we have to read about the barrier reefs? Being demolished. Yep. And I just read the other day that a German firm has figured out how to destroy plastic. So maybe their efforts will result in the barrier reef stopping from destruction.
0: It's kind of crazy to think that that show came out 30 years ago. Really quick, really quick. I, I know because I want to talk, we want to talk about your book. Uh, when I was a kid, I was a big fan of pro wrestling, right? And there was a wrestler named Dusty Rhodes, The American Dream. And his whole gimmick was he was, you know, he was overweight. He wasn't very pretty, but he was, the, and he was the son of a plumber. And it was this inspirational story that we could all achieve our dreams. If a son of a plumber, who's got a little bit of fat on his belly, doesn't have a very pretty face. If he can achieve his dreams, then you can do it. And so when you when you know, we found out the title of your book, "Son of a Junk Man." The first thing that popped into my head was the American Dream, "Son of a Plumber." And in this way, it is an American Dream, quote unquote. You know. So, can you talk a little bit about your book?
2: Uh, I come from the West Bottoms of Kansas City, Kansas, and most people think Kansas City, Missouri. We came from Kansas, across the street from, we lived above the junkyard. And uh, across the street from the junkyard was Armour's packing house. So as a child, up until the second grade, we moved to a a white grade village. And up until the second grade, I spent my whole life seeing nothing but white coated men come out with blood smeared all over their. Their white coats, uh, having participated in the ritual killing of our meat supply. About a mile down the road, which is James Street, was a covered-over bridge that led from the stockyards into the packing house. And all day long, I could hear the judas goat tickling away i didn't learn what he was until much later for course uh, uh but the judas goat leading the cattle leading the goats and sheep into the slaughterhouse mm-hmm. and i i don't know if i hated it then i probably didn't it think of and about it now yeah but every time we think about it now is uh, how I despise the fact that I actually have that memory mm. Mm. sorry <laughs> well guys carry on <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're so, aren't you?
0: well you know are you uh are you meat eater now I try to
2: <laughs> shove it away shove the way I don't do a very good job
0: of it. So this came out of growing up on a Kansas. I'd like to be a non-meat You know, my six-year-old son, he what? won't eat any meat because uh, he watched Charlotte's Web as a kid. Oh. As a three-year-old. And he said he used to love bacon. And he said, uh, there's a scene in, in the book and then there's a scene in the movie where they're cooking bacon. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a joke, you know? It's the, And he goes, why are you guys laughing? I said, well, because... Pigs are bacon. And he goes, well, I don't want to eat
1: them anymore. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. No, thanks. That'll do. He'll Great. save
0: us. He'll be yeah. Jesus. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's pigs and dolphins, uh, pigs, dolphins, and octopus. So, uh,
2: don't yeah. Hey, what about octopus?
0: What? He doesn't, uh, he, he doesn't want us to eat octopus. He goes, do you know how smart they are?
1: yeah
0: i love it yeah
1: it's really upsetting when you think about how smart octopus octopi are yeah Um, yeah i I don't i don't want to eat them
0: yeah i put a kibosh on it yeah done
1: i i remember the day i found out veal was was a a baby and i was i was it was horrified to my soul
0: i used to eat those uh you, you remember um tv dinners right well, veal, Par- veal parmesan with a tv dinner yeah. back in the day and i said why, why is this so good and my brother goes it's so good because it's a baby cow and i said what are you talking about i didn't know now i do <laughs> but so son of a junk man is you don't need me uh no i, I eat chicken and fish but free range you know and your chickens are wonderful animals too. i know i shouldn't be
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. I and I I I me too. I I was vegan for one summer and it 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 was like the best and then it was the worst like in that span of the summer. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, um sure the, even the oranges of the apples will be speaking about
1: <laughs> probably. Yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> To say that i wanted to say the full title of your book and this is this is your most recent book you have written several books the full title of your book is son of a junk man my life from the west bottoms of kansas city to the bright lights of hollywood um and this came out uh in
2: in 2019. not that long
1: um, and then the book that I was previously mentioning, as far as your most recent one, was The the Grouchy Historian, An Old-Time Lefty Defends Our Constitution Against Right-Wing Hypocrites and Nutjobs, which I, I love that title so much, because yep. uh, obviously it gets right to the point. And, uh, and it's pretty much what I'm saying every day, where it's just like, it's not like Democrat-Republican, it's just like humanity and decency versus nutjob, jobber, nutjobbery. Well, if you will,
2: it's become that, hasn't
1: it? It has become that, and you are yeah. really, yeah, on the cutting edge. Unfortunately.
2: Well, let's hopefully we come out the other end wow. as whole species.
1: Truly, may we all learn. I keep, I keep thinking, you know, that yeah, that you know, like Trump gets COVID and he he'll learn something about impermanence and um, humanity, and then he doesn't. And...
2: Isn't that something wonderful. Just before we get exterminated, we come to the realization that black people are just as worthy as white people. Isn't that right? We'll uh, we have discovered that secret.
0: Yep. It only took 300 years.
2: It's... How about thousands?
0: or thousands, yeah. Yeah. Um, what inspired you to want to write these stories, write these books? Because people every day say, oh, I'm going to go out and write a book. I should write a book. I should write a book. But you did. Why? If
2: if losing by almost 3 million votes made Donald Trump president of the United States, that was enough to anger the hell out of me. Yeah. If yeah. To want to overthrow the electoral college, to question it severely and never getting a decent answer and the fact we have 40 million people in california and south dakota has as much power as we do in the senate what is is that what does that mean that's not democracy as they say it's a republic yep i totally agree i
1: totally agree it's a mess
0: so was it was it therapeutic? Was it therapeutic writing the book?
2: No, okay. it's like constantly pulling the scab back.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. How about with Son of a Junk Man? Did you find that kind of
2: In The purging of my background and yeah. I wanted to honor my background because I I mean I romanticized the hell out of it. It was a beautiful bedroom with a packing house. In fact, on summer nights we slept on the torpedo roof. And a rat bit my sister in the toe. And that was one of the prices we had to pay. And um, the peddlers would bring their junk to be sold to Mars Morris. It was nice, there was a time when the small packing house about a block away had a steer escape and our junkyard was in two parts, front and back, and um, everybody's scurrying around trying to catch the steer, Finally, somebody picked me up and Threw me behind a big wooden doors of a shed. And I could hear them hooting, hollering, and scampering, finally catching the steer, then leading him to his eventual slaughter at the packing house on the sea. And I felt a great deal of empathy at the time. That's it. <laughs>
0: What, um, what what was that shift for you that got you to come out to Hollywood, and versus staying back in Kansas and working in a meatpacking industry or, or continue you know working hard labor or whatever?
2: I gravitated to Chicago before that. Okay. To go to college, discovered acting while I was in college, and didn't show up for the second year of college. <laughs> I acted for a couple of years with a playwright's theater club, run by Paul Sills and uh, put myself in line to be drafted during the Korean War. Went in and served my two years. At one point I went to the Special Service Officer at uh, the Ford I was stationed at in New Jersey, and I said, uh, uh, "Well, I'm an actor, and I'd like to offer myself to social services, only to save my ass from combat or anything else." And he looked at me and he said, mm-hmm. "What the hell do we need you for? We're 50 miles from New York City. What do we need you for?" Yeah, you're right. Back to my class and kept forgetting to learn how to be a radar repairman. Finally, my orders came. And here at the height of the Vietnamese War, I get orders to go to France. So it was a delight. I got to see France, which was always a dream of mine, and the government paid for it. When I was even called an ex-soldier, I served my country. I'm a hero. I'm so sick of rewarding all the heroes in the world. Mm-hmm. If we stop being such a militaristic state. Mm-hmm. We could save some money and not have to reward the heroes Yeah. So
0: that wow, what a what a what a launchpad uh, to go from being that young kid watching your sister get bit by a rat to
2: I didn't watch it.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just heard the tale. No, no pun intended. Heard the tale, or saw the tale. Saw the tale. <laughs>
1: So in 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 Up you are of course the lead. You play Carl. Yeah. And it's got some of the most devastating, beautiful open of probably any movie in history. It's just it's just the most heartbreaking. It's like if you want to cry, you watch Up the first five minutes of Up and you will melt and um in the most beautiful way. But
2: it it's a great ten minutes.
1: It's uh, it's it's you're right because it's. Yeah. Right. It's ten minutes, and it's, it's like nothing is is really said, but it's it's just visually, yeah. <laughs> it's it's. I'm getting sad thinking about it. Just even.
2: And how many, how many people are exposed to the beauty of reality? valley? There's a beautiful span in the short years
1: yep it's beautiful it is
2: go ahead guys while i eat
1: yeah no no please no yeah we i mean and we can wrap things up too. you you've been more than generous with your time
2: i can't have any
1: (laughs) i we can't see what it is so i I don't even know if it's delicious it it sounds good turkey sushi oh sushi for some reason i just interpreted a sandwich
0: i hope it's not octopus
1: um I've
2: done. on know of yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I haven't had sushi since the pen. You guys have sushi yeah, regularly, really? right?
0: Yeah. So we have. I have. Yeah. I do sushi Sundays. Um, you know, there's a small sushi restaurant near us that we try to support as much as possible. You know, spending a hundred dollars in sushi for one night. You know, it's quality. It's fresh. The rice is good. Yeah, that's what matters. Um, I tell you what, I think anybody that has had longevity in any sort of career should always be honored. Um, you know, my, my father was a Navy SEAL and a firefighter for 25 years. Mm -hmm. And I feel like any sort of longevity should always be cherished. And the fact that you have been able to sustain, uh, a career with such genuine quality, you know, you haven't just made a bunch of crap for, and I'm sure there's some movies you made, Cobra Kai, and that you look at and you go, "Well, that was a that was a one off. Not going to do that again."
1: And anything with Barbara Bain. And everything. Well, we know Barbara you won't Bain. work with Barbara Bain. <laughs> we don't know why, but we we know, not no more Bain. I'll work with her. No more BB. That would be a pleasure.
0: Well, now you know because you did work with her.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um.
2: And, and I've got this pleasure where I coil myself around her body.
0: She does her, you do.
2: I coil myself. If you can imagine me being a slithery snake, coil myself around her body. And <laughs> what are you laughing at?
1: I don't know. I have no idea. It's, he's envisioning you coiling yourself just, around her. Just your body and the coiling.
2: Well, think of me as the snake in the garden,
0: yeah, of Eden. And she, yep. wow,
2: uh,
1: that's high praise.
2: I was a lucky snake, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and then just to piggyback on what Zach says, I just I really appreciate your your no bullshit. You know, you're just like, yeah. Cut to the fight. let's cut to the chase. Let's let's not beat around the bush, and let's be just real humans together. And be mean and be mean. I, you know, I'm, I, I, tend to get mean, and then my wife's like, you know, I don't, I don't know if this is the best, the best look, but I want to get mean in a way that's like uplifting and enlightened.
0: You're doing that with your work, though. You're processing it that way. I'm getting mean. Yeah, that's the way you get mean.
1: I'm getting mean. I, I, I do a lot of. Uh,
2: you want to be left alone.
1: I do, a lot, I do a lot of uh, uh, <laughs> uh, anti-Trump uh, voiceover pro bono stuff. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: He's an activist, big time activist.
1: I, would, I mean, I wouldn't say big time, but I'm, you
0: know, in in comparison working, to people who do nothing. Working on
1: it. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, anyway.
2: It's a very good barometer, thermometer, whatever you want to call it. I'm showing how low we've sunk.
0: Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's why I say every day we're doing our part to try to uplift and betterment this world for little guys like that and all those kids i taught in the classroom and they're doing their part by hopefully having an empathetic heart and an open mind and uh, reducing that level of negativity you know
2: well did you say that we teach them evil
0: I think it's a little bit of both, wouldn't you? What what would you say?
2: Yeah, you know, I guess that's it's a little bit of both. A lot more of one. Agreed. Fixed up from the world itself as opposed to the natural instincts of evil. It would be nice to boil it down to just that innate sense of evil. And figure out some way to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good.
0: That'd be great.
1: That'd be
2: great.
0: So look, Mr. Asner. Ed. 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 Thank yeah.
1: you. Thank you so much, Ed.
0: Um, we will continue to look forward to seeing you. Thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate everything.
1: So Thank you, sir. Thank you. All the best. I'll see you. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it.
0: Don't forget to subscribe and give us a four... Is it five-star rating? <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We really... Bleh. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you listen to us on Spotify, that's great, too. And you can find us on the Internet. <laughs> Don't forget to check out our website at 2 dollars And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 2 dollars Podcast. We'll see you next time.
2: We did it. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.